Welcome to another message from Citizen Heights. We are located in the nation's capital, where our heart is to inspire hope, remove limitations, and help you experience God's possible for your life. Join Pastors Michael and Heather Giroux in their passion to help you live your best life. We hope you enjoy today's encouraging and uplifting message. Welcome Citizen Heights family, Michael and Heather here, and we are so excited to see you today, and we're ready to get off to a start here. Uh, We should say right from the jump, today's a really special day. What is today? That's right. Today is Vision Day. That's right. It's an awesome day to be joining us because we have got worship, vision, encouraging faith, strengthening message. It's all here today. That's right. And we've got unveiling to do. We've got some reveals to make and a lot of exciting surprises coming your way, including... Including our first CH Live viewing of our Dulles campus. That means today you'll get to see some of our new campus and celebrate with us from both locations right to your location. Right to this location here. So before we get started, we always like to get you ready with a few, what do we call them, pro tips? Pro tips. We like to get you ready. And if this is one of your first times joining us on CH Live, we're so glad you've joined us. And here's just a few ways to get the most out of our interactive experience today. The first thing is screen name. Very important. You've got to have, have a screen name. got to have a screen name. It can be something <laughs> clever if you're one of those clever people. If you're if you're a CrossFit person, oh. uh, maybe you want to go with um, In Wad We Trust. Yeah, Get it? there we go. That's a, clever, yes. uh, sc- <laughs> that's a clever screen name for you. Or, or uh, Hakuna Masquata. There we go. That would also okay. be a great name. But uh, go ahead, give yourself a screen name and chat. Get in there and get chatting. That's right. Don't forget the connection card and our prayer request form. If you're new with us, we're so excited to have you. Please go ahead and fill out that connection card. We would love to connect with you. And for all of us, we'd love to pray with you and for you. So go ahead and click on that prayer request form at the top of your screen and put your prayer requests in. We are seeing God do amazing things already in the year 2021. So we want to make sure that we're praying and believing God with you. Also, Citizen Kids, we have got some awesome lessons and resources for you. So make sure the kids have access to that today. Hop in there and uh, you can join us in worship. Expect something from God today for your life. So join us in worship. I know sometimes I get in front of a screen. Sometimes I go in spectator mode. You know what I mean? You get in spectator mode. Not today, not you, not for Vision Sunday. So go ahead and worship with us. Of course, you can give at any time during the experience, but we're going to provide a moment to do that together a little bit later. We can do it together. So it's going to be an unforgettable day in God's house. That's right. So That's it. It's time for Vision Day. Are you ready for an awesome time in God's presence? I am ready. Okay, what should we do? Okay, so go ahead. Put us on the biggest screen that you own. That's right. Turn up the volume as loud as the neighbor next to you will let you. Yeah, then stand (laughs) to your feet. Get ready to go. And let's get ready to celebrate Jesus and Vision Day together.
Tonight, the nights, welcome to Vision Day. Let's put our hands together. Come on. Jesus, we worship you. Come on, we sing. I saw evil for my lightning. And I saw darkness run for cover. Just can't get over my name is real up in heaven. Come on, we sing. I believe in signs and wonders. I have resurrection power. Still the miracle that I just can't get over. My name is real up in heaven. My praise belongs to you forever. This is my testimony from death to life. Just grace rewrote my story. I'll testify by Jesus Christ the righteous. I'll justify. This is my testimony. This is my testimony. sons and daughters but with blood and washing water sing the praises of the spirit son and father our God will finish what he started come on we sing our God our God will finish what he started yeah this is my testimony from death to life cause grace we Story, and I'll testify by Jesus Christ the righteous. I'll testify. This is my testimony. This is my testimony. Oh, yeah. Oh, we sing it out. We sing with me now. If I'm not dead, you're not done. Greater things to come. Oh, I believe. If I'm not dead, you're not done. Greater things to come. testimony from death to life choose grace reveal my story I'll testify by Jesus Christ the righteous I'm justified this is my testimony oh I'm alive this is my testimony from death to life choose grace reveal my story I'll testify by Jesus Christ the righteous, I'm justified. This is my testimony. This is my testimony. Yeah. 
Jesus. You're the only 
sing. We need a fresh wind. We need a fresh wind. Fragrance of heaven. Pour your spirit out. Pour your spirit out. Holy anointing. Holy anointing. The power of your presence. Pour your spirit out. Pour your spirit out. Let's continue in an attitude of worship as we give today. There are four easy ways to give. You can see them on the screen. Thank you, church, for investing in the lives of others. This morning, I was just thinking about this moment and how the book of Malachi in the Bible talks about the power of tithes and offerings, the power of the promises of God, the power of obedience in our lives, and the power of God rebuking the devourer. God has a book of remembrance. In Malachi 3.18, it talks about this. And God does not have favorites. But you know what, church? We can position ourselves in the favor of God and live in a different space as those who are walking in obedience. Michael and I want you and our entire church to live in God's favor. Consider your giving today. Be faithful in giving tithes and offerings. And let's check out this video that has all of the easy ways in which we can give on this giving platform. Take a look. At Citizen Heights, we believe in the power of generosity. We've seen how your generosity can inspire hope and remove limitations. At Citizen Heights, giving online is quick, easy, and secure. Here's how. Head over to our Citizen Heights app or our website, citizenheights.com. Click on the menu tab and then click Give. You will see in our drop-down menu the button that says Give Now. Once you are there, select the campus you would like your giving to be designated towards. You'll be sent to our main giving portal. There you can type in your giving amount and select your gift to be a one-time gift or you can set up a recurring gift. If you choose to set up a recurring gift, you can select the frequency, starting date, and fund to which your gift will be designated. It's as easy as that. If it is your first time giving with us, you'll be asked to enter your phone number and will be sent a confirmation code. This is to ensure your giving is secure. Once you have typed in the code, you will enter in your card or banking information. And you're all done. We encourage you to create a PushPay account and this will help you manage your giving and allow for quick and easy access. Thank you for your generosity. See how easy it is to give? While you finish preparing your gift, I've got a few announcements for you today. Can you believe it? Easter is just two weeks away. And here are some details about our in-person experiences that you don't want to miss. For both the Dulles and our Tinley Town locations for in-person gatherings on Easter Sunday, we will have three experience times, the 9.30, the 11.30, and the 1.30. You must RSVP to save your seat. So be on the lookout for our social media and our weekly emails so you can RSVP. Additionally, for our in-person locations on Easter Sunday at the 9.30 a.m. experience only, we will be offering Citizen Kids Ministry. We're so excited to be back in the room with our children. 
This will be offered for ages three months to age four by RSVP only. Keep in mind, this RSVP is separate from the seats in the adult service. So you wanna make sure that you look out for both of these links and make sure you get your kids' spots secured. Again, that's three months to age four. We're so, so excited. In addition to our in-person experiences, we'll also have our normal CH Live times, 9.30, 10.30, 11.30, 1 p.m., and 6 p.m. We cannot wait to celebrate Easter together. Also, we're gonna be having Good Friday worship experiences. We'll be having a 12 o'clock p.m. service at our Tenley Town campus. That's right, you can run on over to the Tenley Town campus during your lunch break on Good Friday and worship with us. We'll be having a 7 p.m. Good Friday worship experience at our Dulles campus and both of these experiences will be available streaming live on CH Live. So make sure that you tune in to join us. Everything in person is of course by RSVP. So be sure to save your spot because it's going to fill up fast. Last thing, next Sunday is Heart for the House Commitment Sunday. We're gonna hear more about this a little later. We're really excited about all that God is doing and all that he's going to do through your and my continued generosity this year. Well, that's all I have for you, church. Let's bow our heads and pray over our giving today. Father, we thank you so much that we have the opportunity to give to your house, to see your church built, to see your kingdom extended, and to see your name glorified. God, I pray right now a blessing over every life, over every gift, over every giver. In Jesus' name. Father, we ask that you would multiply it for your good work. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hello everyone, my name is Lashana Doolittle and I'm a member of the board here at Citizen Heights. I am so excited to talk to you today about the Heart for the House goal of five million. We can do it, I know we can do it. It sounds like a big goal, but we've got a big God and we absolutely can meet and maybe even exceed this goal. And I say that because right now we have 469 consistent households giving. If these 469 households simply all tithe from the median income for our area, we would bring in a little over $4 million in total giving in just one year. Last year, we brought in a little over $2 million, and with 460000 of that being given toward things like Heart for the House, Home of Our Own, Legacy, and some other initiatives. So, the way we reach this goal is simple. It's tithing. If we all tithe, we can do it. And imagine what we can do if some of us take another step on the generosity ladder. So for the next two years, we are strategically planning and praying for everyone in our church community to grab a hold of the idea of the tithe and how transformative it is for each individual life as well as the vision for our church. So let's all move up on the generosity ladder. So it's going to be a journey of discovering God's heart for finances. So as the Bible says in John 3:16, God so loved the world that he gave. May we together reflect the heart of God in our generosity.
I remember this moment. It was one of those miraculous God moments that was disguised in something really normal and mundane. Michael and I were driving home. We were from upstate New York, so we had gone to visit family and we're driving back to where we lived in Lower Virginia. Uh, but as we came up on DC and we looked at the city, something began to excite our hearts and spirits. Uh, we had this sense that God was calling us to plant a church. And as we drove through, we started talking about the city, about the people, yep. about the possibility. Yeah. And um, I'll never forget, I said to him in that moment, we are going to be part of building a great church in that city someday. It was like this instantaneous declaration of something that we had never said out loud or even really thought before. Right. This was gonna this be home. This is gonna be home. So. Wow, it's such big vision for such a small moment. Yeah. Um, for just the city and a new home. Did you have any idea or clue like what would even become of that? I think we, we had hopes and we had dreams for sure. Um, the presence of God in worship. We, we dreamed of gathering people to God in community. Uh, we just imagined a church that believed the promises of God. Big dreams, I would say. And in many ways, moving here to plant the church was like a homecoming. It was a homecoming to a place that we had never been or never lived, but you come into a new city. We had three little boys at the time, all under the age of six. Yeah, it was the five of us living in a little two-bedroom apartment on Capitol Hill. And I found miraculous God-sized visions don't exactly make fast friends with your current reality. You know, we, we, we had a sense of vision, uh, but we also had the br brutal reminder of reality. and and. Honestly, in those early days, we did everything wrong. Mm -hmm. We did. We had a team of about 30 people. They were spread out all over the Washington metro area. Every logistical thing that you can do wrong, we did it wrong. Mm -hmm. Even while we were doing it wrong and it was happening, we would joke about how someday we'd, um, we'd write the book on how not to plant a church. And so we were renting a church space on Thursday nights behind the Supreme Court building um, on A Street downtown. And, and really, for all the things that we did wrong, one of the things that we did right, by the grace of God, is we made church a home. That was just a mindset. For Heather and I, it's always been about home. It's always been about coming home. And uh, we have the phrase all over the church, welcome home. Um, you are home. Welcome back home, now that we're coming back to uh, in-person gatherings. So since the very beginning, we believe that if we made D.C. our home, and God's house a place to call home for people that God would do the big stuff. That's really. right. We said, let's let's live in the Washington metro area. Right. Uh, it doesn't have to be some short-term tourism stop or a stop on your way to find home in some other place. Um, yeah. It doesn't have to be a stepping stone in your career place. It can be right. a place that you can raise a family, you can right. buy a house here, you can really make a home here. And because you found a spiritual community and family here, and you have an eternal purpose here. Yeah, so. it can be home. And now we have so many in our church um, loving and caring and expanding God's care, caring for the city, uh, people that need an expression of God's love. So support and a faith family that will believe in them and reach out to them. It, it's amazing. What an amazing and humbling and exciting thing to be a part of together. Well, what does it mean to the both of you to just build a church that is home to so many people and can be home to so many people of different backgrounds, different beliefs, different 
origins, political views, I mean, reality, economic realities, like right. what drives that in the both of you? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I, I tell a story to our church class for new members about Heather and I way back uh, bringing our boys to the July 4th parade on the National Mall here in town. It was our very first summer in Washington, D.C. And as we stood there packed, really just literally shoulder to shoulder, we looked down at one point and realized we were missing one of our boys. And uh, yeah, the urgency was immediate. It was, a, it was very real. We didn't know how far he had gone. We frantically began to search and to call out and to advance forward in every direction, um, trying to make space trying to make room to lay our eyes on him in this crowd to find him to to get to make room for him to find us and it was probably only a few minutes it felt felt, felt like a lot more sure. <laughs> uh, but sure enough there he was uh, a little rattled but back in our arms and we were together and went home we went home with all of our kids and uh, personally I believe that is that is what is in God's heart for his house it's what I believe he put in our hearts to build here at Citizen Heights. And that's a family that advances in every direction to find you, to call out to you, to make sure you find your way home. And so that's to lift you and to love you. And, and many times to lift and love people before we even know you. Um, we love you to a safe place, to a strong place. All right. And on Vision Sunday, of course, we're, we're talking about vision. And so I don't, I don't want to be part of building something that we could do on our own. Uh, I want it beyond us, that it would have to mean that God is with us. And so it sounds funny, but we want God to do the impossible at Citizen Heights. I think in many ways he has. So we continue to dream and ask God. That's what Vision Day awakens in all of us, I hope, is that God isn't done, God's got more, and we'll do what we can do to, to build this house together but then God will do what only he can do to make it a home. So for those who are watching or, or been with us, maybe you've been with us since the beginning or maybe those who've joined us this past year, this is a chance to share a little bit about the vision on Vision Day, where we've been and, and the house and we're, what we're all building together. But if no one said it to you yet, Heather and I wanna be the first. Welcome home. We've heard the vision, our hearts have been stirred. I'm going to ask you to join us in singing this song with all your heart. Come on, we sing. This is a house of worship. This is a house of worship. This is a place of praise. Where every deed This is a house of healing. Our hearts are full of faith. You have a full attention. 
Citizen Heights family, I hope you enjoyed that video presentation. I hope it sparks life in you and gets you inspired about the church that we're all a part of together. Hope you feel welcomed, hope you feel home, and I hope that that worship song becomes an anthem and a declaration for you throughout 2021. This is a house of miracles from God's house all the way to your house. So let's go ahead today. We're going to turn together 2 Kings chapter 4. We're going to read 2 Kings chapter 4, uh, verse 2 through 7. And I want to encourage you today uh, with some faith. Then I want to share some vision and hope, hopefully we'll shift and increase your vision for your life today. So 2 Kings chapter 4, verse 2 through 7. While you find that text in your Bible, or if you want to find it on the CH app in our notes for today, or, or you just want to follow along on the screen, let's get some context. 2 Kings in this passage, the prophet Elisha, uh, is, is in this text, and he's having a conversation with a woman who's now a widow. And uh, he begins to shift her vision. The woman has been through an incredibly difficult season. Her husband has died. If that's not enough, now the creditor is coming, coming to uh, take her two sons as slaves to pay off debt. And so Elisha has a conversation. It's in chapter 4, verse 2, and it says, How can I help you? He, he asks her, How can I help you? And then he says this, tell me, what do you have in your house? He says, what do you have in your house? And her response is, your servant has nothing there at all. Nothing. There's nothing there at all except a small jar of olive oil. Elisha said in verse 3, he said, go around and ask all of your neighbors to empty their jars. Don't just ask for a few then go inside and shut the door behind you and your, and your sons. And it says, pour oil into the jars. And as each is filled, put it to the side and fill the next one. And put it to the side and fill the next one. It says in verse 5, she left him. She shut the door behind her and her sons. And they brought the jars to her. And she kept pouring. And she kept pouring. And she kept pouring, and she poured some more, and she poured some more. And, and what, do you, what do you have in your house? Nothing. Just a little oil left in a small jar. But she kept pouring, and she kept pouring. And it comes to about verse 6 when it says, when all the jars were full. Come on, aren't you glad? Every jar gets filled. She said to her son, bring me another one. But he replied, there's not any left. We filled them all. And she went and she told the man of God and he said, go sell the oil and pay your debts and you and your sons live on what is left. Come on, there is oil. 
to fill every jar and every vessel enough so that there is, there's leftover, not just for you and your life, but lives beyond yours, right? As I, as I prayed about our vision as a church for this year, and I think, I think all of us can probably observe and just appreciate in many ways this is a year of returning, right? This is a year of returning to work and returning to seeing friends, family, and returning to the norms and returning to routines. So naturally, part of it is returning to groups and returning to community and returning to church. Come on, returning to God's house. And as I prayed, I sensed not just a return to God's house as we knew it, but a return to what God's house is and God's house, as we sang a moment ago, is a house of miracles. And that phrase, as I prayed, that a house of miracles, something just stuck in my heart, stuck in my spirit, and we just sang about it. God's house is a house of miracles. That sets an expectation for his house, this house, right? The, the house of God, the church, the community of faith. But it also raises an expectation for your house. We just read in that text, 2 Kings 4, Elijah says, what do you have in your house? It's a question because God's about to do a miracle of multiplication in your house. Every jar filled, come on, they got their nice jars, they got their fancy jars out, they got their free jars, they got their borrowed jars from their neighbor, and God filled all of them. Every jar they brought got filled. The Bible says we are earthen vessels. The Bible says that we are the jars that God fills. And there's enough for every house, every life. You might feel like um, a common jar. You're, you might feel yourself to be a fancy jar. Go ahead. Uh, you might think of yourself as a reasonably nice, utilitarian, functional jar. But and maybe you're, you're a jar that feels like you've wandered into the house. You just got brought over. You don't even... You're not even from this house, but somebody brought you in. We are the jars that God fills. Come on, there's a miracle in God's house. But there's a miracle in your house. So I want to give you today three miracles in God's house that I'm believing for you in this year. Come on, we're going to believe together as a church. Three miracles in God's house. And I believe this is the theme. Yes, it's a year of returning. Yes, it's a year of returning into the norms and the routines and to God's house. But I believe that God is impressing this theme. His house, God's house, it's a house of miracles so three miracles in God's house for you. The first one is this. There's a miracle of hope. Come on, there's a miracle of hope. Uh, my translation, if you want me to expound on that idea, is it's, it's not too late for you. There's a miracle of hope. It's not too late for you. What a miracle that is, that there's more for you. Joel 2, verse 12 says, the Lord says, it isn't too late. Come on, not man. I'm not, that's just not, those aren't my words. That's not just an encouragement I'm giving you out of, out of a kindness or a positivity. Come on. The Bible says, the Lord says, it isn't too late. You can still return to me with all your heart. It isn't too late. God isn't finished with you. Come on. It's not too late. God isn't done with you. It's not too late because God hasn't moved on from you. It isn't too late. There is a miracle of hope. It's a miracle of hope and a miracle of future. Some of you thought it was too late for you. 
but God's not through with you. Right? George Eliot once said, it's never too late to be who you might have been. I like that. It's never too late to be who you might have been in God. And I believe that's true. I believe that's true in God and especially true in God's house. I believe that that's true about me. And I've decided, you know, you have to decide at a personal level sometimes. I've just decided that I'm going to believe what God is saying about me. I'm going to believe what God says is, is true. It isn't too late. God's house is a house of vision for your life. Vision for your life is, is getting God's plans for your life, plans for your job, plans for your relationship, plans for your ministry, plans to make a difference, vision that gives you hope for your life. And the good news is the Lord says, it isn't too late. There's hope today. The miracle of it's not too late. The miracle of I'm still expecting good things from God. Come on, the miracle of expecting good things from God for your life and for your job and your spouse, your marriage, your kids, your future, your life. That's why Jeremiah 29, 11, many of us know it and we hang on to it. It says, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope, a miracle of hope and a future. Come on, that is a good, that's a good miracle right there. There's a miracle of hope. The second miracle I'm believing God for you in this year is there's a miracle of healing. A miracle of healing. This is a house of miracles, the miracle of hope, and the miracle of healing. Isaiah 57 verse 18 says, I have seen their ways, but I will heal them. Come on, did you get that? I have seen their ways, but I will heal them. See, God heals us not because he's impressed by us or he's constrained by our substantial accomplishments and uh, performances. He says, "I've, I've seen your ways. He says, I've seen the good, I've seen the bad, I've seen the ugly, but I will still heal. Come on. There's the miracle of healing. Healing the brokenhearted. Healing the broken marriage. Healing the broken and, and, and binding up their wounds. Healing the broken body. When we didn't deserve it or earn it or even sometimes want it, he heals the brokenhearted and he binds up their wounds. Come on, the God of the Bible is the God who searches after the broken. And the miracle that happens in the house is then he does the miracle of healing. Come on, there's a miracle in your house. Second Kings Verse, uh, chapter 20, verse 5. It gives us a reminder of this. It says, listen, this is what the Lord says. I have heard your prayer, and I have seen your tears. I will heal you. Man, that's encouraging today, isn't it? We believe God heals. We believe he heals the seen and the unseen. He heals the known and the unknown. So this is not just a physical healing that we're talking about uh, we're talking about the fragmented marriage that made it through the storm that needs healing. The broken spirit, exhausted mind, or wounded spirit that needs healing. Because this is a house of healing. There's a miracle of hope in God's house for you this year. There's a miracle of healing in God's house for you this year. And there's a miracle of help. Number three, there's a miracle of help in God's house. That's why I'm a big believer, returning to God's house and, and getting in that place where the miracle of help can happen. Hebrews 
says this, says, God is not unjust. Aren't you glad? Come on. He says, he, it, God is not unjust. He will not forget your work and the love that you have shown him as you have helped his people and continue to help them. See, God's not going to forget that you have shown him. Because when you, it says you have helped his people and you continue to help them. And in doing that, it says you have shown God help. See, God's house is a house of helping hands. God's house is a house of helping hearts. That's why Romans 12, 13 says, uh, share with me. Share with, excuse me, share with the, uh, share with the Lord's people who are in need. We're, we're a, a house of helping hands and, and uh, the miracle of help. And that means we're sharing with people in, who are in need. Matthew 5.42 says, uh, give to the one who asks you. And do not turn away from the one who wants to borrow from you. The miracle of help is we're sharing. The miracle of help is that we're loaning and we're lending heart and, and how to one another. Galatians 6.2 says, carry each other's burdens and in this way, you will fulfill the law of Christ. I love this. Galatians 6.2, carry each other's burdens. See, it, sometimes it's not about you figuring everything out or even agreeing on every point. But at, at just some basic, simple, miraculous level, it's just you cooperating with the Holy Spirit to carry someone else's burden. Come on, just to take their, their pain and their hurt and their cause and, and their need and you carry it for them. Romans 12 says, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If your enemy is thirsty, give him something to drink. Come on, people to share with you. Come on, people who believe in you, people who, who invest in you, and people who carry you through to the other side, people who feed you, and people who help you pay the bills, and help you find your way, and forgive you when you offend them, and people who say, I'm sorry when they offend you. And sometimes the greatest help to ourselves is to help someone else. Sometimes the greatest thing you can do for your situation is help somebody in their situation. And there's miracles of help that happen in God's house. And as you invest your time, and as all of us together, we invest our time and our talents, our insights, and we invest those in one another. We share our wisdom. We share you know, our, our prayer of faith that brings help. God's house is a house of miracles. Come on, I'm declaring it because it's a place of practical, all in, whatever you need, hands to help in the real world. Come on, there is a miracle of hope and healing and help in God's house. I'm gonna leave you with this verse right now. Psalm 92, verse 13. And it says, those that are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish. Many of us know this verse. This is, this is a core belief and a value of what God says about his church, about his people, about this community, about this house of miracles. Those that are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish. Planted. Come on, let your roots go down deep. Make God's house your home and watch your home flourish because his house is a house of provision. It's a house of possibility. Come on. It's a house of acceptance. It's a house of love and support. I believe there's a miracle in every house. There's a miracle in every home. There's a miracle in every life. 
miracles in the life of a, of a young dreamer who found his home and his church and be, be, becomes an influential and gifted leader. Miracles of God opening the door during a terrible pandemic, a terrible economy, terrible uncertainty. And God says, I'm going to give you a miracle building. Miracles in all the more that God has for you. Come on, I want you to take a look at some of the miracles that we're believing for this house in God's house as we look forward together. Hey, Citizen Heights, my name is Demetria Johnson, and I have the honor and privilege of being the spokesperson for our newly formed Racial Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion Committee. First, I want to say that I am so grateful to Pastor Michael, Pastor Heather, our pastoral team, and our church community, whose hearts are first and foremost focused on the Word of God. Citizen Heights is and has always been a church that does not welcome racial injustice, but celebrates inclusion, equity, diversity, and belonging. At Citizen Heights, we welcome all of God's children. Our pastors form this committee to serve as a resource to our church and our city. I'm happy to report that at our first committee gathering, we shared, we prayed, we laughed, we aligned our hearts with God's heart, we received communion together, as we prepared our hearts humbly to wade into the waters of this holy space. In the coming weeks and months, the committee will be collaborating and working on strategic and actionable objectives to build racial equality and reconciliation. And these are the four ways. Establishing a theological framework to guide us, offering recommendations for practices, processes to grow us, prompting strategic points to support and opportunities to act to engage all of us, shaping church communications, church events, and church emphasis to inform us. This will invoke mile markers for providing strategic direction, education and awareness, and improve care for staff, volunteers, and the wider church. We are so excited for what is ahead here at Citizen Heights. We are leaning in together and learning together and patiently, caringly taking a journey together. And we invite you to join us, share your perspective, your heart and your hands as we level up, work together to continue inspiring hope and removing limitations for all of God's children. Do you like vision? We love it. And you've come to the right place. Pastors Michael and Heather have so much vision for the Heights Project Lane. Heights Project Lane is all about keeping our buildings, campuses, and facilities on pace with church growth and position to care for people. We're gonna share four big projects we'll be tackling next. First, after 15 years, it's time for new auditorium seating and carpet. We can't wait to upgrade and modernize and make our main assembly spaces more comfortable and more welcoming. Then there's capital projects for our bathrooms and citizen kids ministries. This was originally on our agenda for 2020, but COVID-19 didn't cooperate and we pivoted to the more pressing needs of the community around us. So this is a more of a re-unveiling of our plans for citizen kids and bathrooms. The third project we'd like to update over the next few years is very special and very close to the heart of Jesus. 
So much of what Jesus did involved food, specifically feeding people. Sometimes it was the introduction to the gospel and other times it was the climatic conclusion of God's practical care. But feeding people was central to the ministry of Jesus and it's central to the church's mission, not just spiritually, but literally. When you think about it, providing food for the hungry is the most basic relatable need common to all humanity. It's a need Jesus always was aware for, and it's a need that we're always aware of here at Citizen Heights. And so we want you to envision with us today the renovation of the church kitchens so we can use them, stock them. Can you see it with us? It's pretty exciting. A food pantry, assembly space and food prep, staging and warming areas, coolers, more space and storage stockpile, more outreaches, more people fed. It's going to take some resources to get the kitchens up and running, and it's going to take cooks, chefs, food professionals, and just all of our helping hands to get involved. So exciting. The fourth and final area of Heights projects is going to be a long-term goal, a long-term project with a really ambitious goal. It's the long-term restoration of our Tinley Town campus exterior. Our beautiful Tinley Town campus is a city landmark and a national landmark. We're grateful for the incredible blessing, and we believe along with that blessing comes a responsibility of stewardship. Built in 1929, the stucco and beam beauty harkens back to the days when church architecture was more than sheetrock and blacked out boxes. There was a beauty in these earlier generations that allowed art and architecture to collide in the design and building of the holy spaces. And at Citizen Heights, we're so blessed with our historic Town campus. But a building of this age requires a heart and care. So we're going to restore it to its former beauty and give it modern day functionality. This will be a multi-year exterior project that includes the restoration of our exterior stucco, bell tower, rooftop, and ultimately a careful restoration of our stained glass windows. We found an incredible partner and historic restoration specialist who has overseen incredible restoration work. For over 40 years, they've been responsible for extensive restorations for churches, embassies, and historic buildings throughout DC. We love launching new things, but we also love the legacy of history and preservation and stewardship for future generations. So those are a few of the Big Heights projects. As you can tell, we have great vision as we continue preparing and restoring the places where people gather here at Citizen Heights. Hey everyone, I'm here with our incredible Heights Foundation directors, Matthew and Natasha Braxton, and we are elated to highlight a few of our new Heights Foundation partners and initiatives for this year. That's right, we have some new and fresh opportunities in 2021. First, I wanna tell you about Heights Foundation Care. Heights Foundation Care is a monthly opportunity for each of us to get personally involved in reaching those in need in our local neighborhood. We will be collecting, packaging, and distributing to those who would need it the most. From winter coats and school supplies for children to personal care kits for our homeless neighbors, we're excited to share the love of Jesus in this practical way. That's so awesome. I love that. I'm so excited for this. One of the new partners we're really pumped about is Prison Fellowship. The Bible says in Hebrews 13.3, don't forget those who are in prison. Remember them as though you are in prison with them. Through our partnership with Prison Fellowship, we will see incarcerated men and women minister to, their families lifted and cared for, and the cause of justice reform in prisons advanced. 
This is amazing, you guys. So great. So much to be excited about. The last one that we want to share with you today is the John and Vera May Perkins Foundation. This foundation has been in existence for more than 60 years, and they're committed to equipping and empowering Christians to bring biblical justice and racial reconciliation to their communities. From developing youth work programs to restoring communities by providing stable housing, this foundation is making a difference. That's so great. For a complete list of partners and our initiatives, please visit our website, click the Ministries tab, then select Missions and Outreach. From there, you can also join the Heights Foundation group. Citizen Heights, we can't wait to see all that God will do in 2021 through all our hard work and generosity. Hi there, Michael and Heather Giroux here, and we, as some of you might know, have the privilege of pastoring here at Citizen Heights. That's right. We love our church. We love the many families and children, the many children who are making Citizen Heights home. Children are a special part of our heart and of our vision. Proverbs 22, 6 tells us to train up a child in the way that he should go, and even when they are old, they will not depart from it. That's right. There's something special and so powerful about reaching a child and speaking destiny and security into their lives at a young age. Yeah, and I believe we're contending right now for the heart of a generation that has had its faith and its foundations targeted like no other generation before it. Heather and I have raised our four sons and have seen firsthand the need for strong faith foundations. Citizen Heights has always been given um, their very best when it comes to children. We, whether it's been personnel or spaces or missions and ministries, we know that it's God's will that we give them a place of safety and certainty and a world-class excellence. Right, that excellence. And as a church, we sense a rising commitment for their care that includes expanding into formal Christian education. When we look back, I think most of us remember the teacher that had a significant impact on us. The teacher that went the extra mile, sat with us to make sure we understood the material. The teacher that believed in us and awakened us to curiosity, infused some confidence in us, made math interesting, and cared about our future. It's why I became an educator. I received my bachelor's in elementary education and my master's in arts and education integration, both from Southeastern University. Since then, I feel like God's given me some amazing opportunities. I started my career teaching at a charter school, then as director of education at a private learning center. Then I taught various grades in elementary public schools. And most recently, I've worked with Fairfax County Schools in adult education program management. I became a teacher because I believe an educator has the ability to have such an incredible impact on both the children and their families. Teachers change lives. So there's a passion to see children and staff grow, to see them discover God's infinite value in their life, to see their potential and purpose, and for them to experience an atmosphere of support, encouragement, with academic excellence, but also a personal interest in their character and whole person. When you get a moment to impact a student's or family's life, it's truly one of the big, fulfilling yes moments. It's a joy and it's a privilege. That's why I was so excited when our pastors approached me about getting involved. They shared their vision to launch into Christian education. 
I knew a transition was coming, but I felt like it was a God moment, not just to take a new step in my career, but a bigger step into a calling. In a step, what we are called to do as a church and how we prepare and care for our children. Heather and I both graduated from Christian day schools and Christian high schools and then Christian undergraduate college. Even my law degree was from a university that had a biblical Christian worldview. And I'm so grateful for that wonderful opportunity and that blessing because it's shaped how we think, how we process, how we believe, how we serve, really just about everything. Absolutely. A vision for Christian education was born very early for us as it's deeply impacted our lives and our family. So today, we're very pleased to announce the launch of the Heights Academy Preschool. Our vision is to offer a world-class educational institution that nurtures children in a faith-based, fun-filled, supportive, confidence-building environment, and at the same time, provides parents and families with the care, convenience, and yeah. excellence that changes lives. Yeah, it does, and that's what it's about. It's about changing lives, and we're especially thrilled to announce our Heights Academy principal and director, Danielle Van Black. Her experience, her education, her heart, and her calling. You know, she comes from a family of educators and uh, who, who have had incredible vision in creating and leading an institution that makes a difference in children's lives academically, emotionally, physically, and spiritually. Heights Academy Preschool will be launching this fall. At first, it will have capacity for 120 students with offices and classrooms and a playground, six and a half acres to support summer programs and camps, and a beautiful new state-of-the-art worship space for weekly chapels. To love the little lives entrusted to us as parents, to build the confidence in God in themselves, to give the support and help parents need, to present the Bible and God's love as the anchor that holds our children's hearts. We know we're in the right place at the right time for so many families looking for a preschool community and even a church community. We have big plans and big vision to care for your little one. In Mark 10, verse 14, Jesus says, let all the little children come to me and never hinder them. And then he asks a question. Don't you know that God's kingdom exists for such as these? I think in that passage he's saying in part that our vision our mission, our very existence is to make room for children to come to Jesus. We exist to make space close to God's heart for their lives. It's an adventure and it's a high calling and you're invited. That's right. Plan with us, pray with us, join with us, enroll with us. Yeah, and I, and I believe we're going to watch God do a great thing as we nurture confident, bold, happy hearts here at Heights Academy Preschool. Today, a question comes to you. Tell me, what do you have in your house? What do you have in your house? That's the question that was asked by the prophet, and I believe it's, it's being asked of us today. Nothing but a small jar? Maybe. Nothing but a small life? Maybe nothing but small faith? But maybe something more. Maybe there's a little oil left, a little residue of faith, something inside you to declare this house is a house of miracles. How are we going to do all the vision we just watched, all the, the great plans and ideas and, and, and uh, initiatives and things that we're believing in our heart to do? How will we do it? Well, we're going to hope because this is a, a house of miracle hope. 
We're going to help because this is a house of miracle help. And we're going we're gonna to be healed and we're going to be agents of healing because this is a house of miracle healing. And then we're going to find our way home and we're going to help those around us find their way home. And we're going to give and we're all going to move forward on the generosity ladder. We're each going to take a step in faith and there's going to be a miracle in every household. Amen? So we make the declaration, your house is a house of faith. Your house will be a house of miracles. Miracle hope, miracle help from above. Miracle help received and miracle help given. Miracle life, miracle healing, miracle relationships, healing of your body, healing of your soul, healing of your spirit, healing of relationships. Come on, miraculous joy, miraculous love, miraculous multiplication in the name of Jesus. We're declaring your life is a miracle. You, you see the hand of God. You see the fingerprint of the Almighty in the fact that you made it through the valley. Come on, you made it through. You're still breathing. You're still worshiping. You're still listening. You're still moving forward. You're still praying. You're still working. Come on, a God who takes our mistakes and our regrets and he does a miracle, giving confidence and giving a clean conscience where there was just shame. There's a miracle in your house. Come on, do you believe it? There, I declare it. There is a miracle. This house is a house of miracles, and your house is a house of miracles. Amen. And I want to pray for one last group of people before we get you on your way today. I want to pray for you if you're here today and you have not experienced the greatest miracle any life can ever encounter, and that's to have a relationship with Jesus. That's to have a moment where you acknowledge that we're finite, we make mistakes, we're limited, we're flawed, but God in his infinite love sent his son Jesus to take the place of you and I, because the Bible says all have sinned and fall short of God's glory, but the gift of God for you and for me is life and life everlasting and it comes in the relationship with Jesus. So if that's for you today, I want you right now, let's make this personal. Let's start a, a, a new day with a miraculous moment of you surrendering your heart. You don't have to uh, you know, work your way to it. You don't have to earn your way to it. The Bible says it's by grace that we are saved. Come on, it's the gift of God. It's not of your works, otherwise we would take credit for it. It's simply a gift we receive. Are you ready to receive it? I want you to pray this prayer with me nice and loud, right out loud, right where you are. Dear Jesus, thank you that it's not too late for me. Thank you that you love me where I am. Thank you that there's hope for me because Jesus died for me. There's help and healing for me in the name of Jesus. So say, say this with me. I give you my life. I want you to be my Lord. I want you to be my Savior. Make me the kind of person you want me to be. Now say this boldly. I am a Christian. By grace I've saved. My forgiveness is God's free gift to me. I receive it. Gladly. Come on. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Come on, let's celebrate. We're, we're all celebrating with you right now, and we've got some next steps for you.
sing. I still believe you're moving. I still believe you're speaking. John, I believe you're working. Our things for good. I fix my eyes on heaven. God, I receive your vision. God, I believe you're working. Our things for good. I still believe you're moving. I still believe you're sleeping. God, I believe you're working. Our things for good. I fix my eyes on heaven. God, I receive your vision. God, continue to build his church and we get to co-labor with him and join him in that miracle. We get to take part in it. So thank you so much for joining us today. What a powerful vision day. So I'm good. so excited because I need vision. I know you need vision. We I know need we vision. all That's need right. vision and a huge right. thank you to Pastor Michael and Pastor Heather and the rest of the team for, for really just preparing us today for what right. is coming ahead. So if you made a decision, Gaina, what is 
the next step. Well, if you made a decision today to follow Jesus, I want to say welcome home. I still remember the first time that I said yes to Jesus, um, and it changed my life, and I know it's going to change yours too, so be sure to let us know, and you can do that by simply completing our connection card. That way we can join you on your journey, we can cheer you on, and we can stand with you in prayer and belief that God is going to do something incredible. Not just something incredible, but literally work through you to change our world and work in you to bring all of your dreams to fruition. That's right. We believe that wholeheartedly. The next thing you can do is to get growing in God. And we, we grow in God by reading his word, the Bible. So you can find a copy of the Bible on our CH app. We've made it very convenient for you to access. Download the app. Inside of the app, you can take notes. You can highlight. You can share links with friends. Um, all right there. We really believe that when we read the Bible, God's going to show us and direct our path as a light, right, to just lead us forward. So get growing in God today. That's right. And I just want to add to that, right? When we're reading the Bible, the dreams that are really what we get to do is take on God's dream for right. ourselves, right? We're so agreeing good. with him as That's we're right. reading the Bible. So it's really easy for him to do the work of bringing our dreams to fruition when we're agreeing, when our dreams agree with what his word says, right? Align. Isn't that good? Heart, yep. Well, friends, you can get connected at Citizen Heights. It's so easy to do. We have our citizen groups, one of the super easy ways to just get connected. I know that we grow in the context of relationships. Right? That's what our pastors always say, and I've seen it happen in my own life, so I want to encourage you to do that. And what else? We also have our online welcome center. You can join us immediately following our 9.30 and our 11.30 a.m. experiences. We want to meet you, <laughs> um, even if it's digitally face-to-face -face over Zoom. Click the link right there. You can find us there, and um, we want to answer any of your questions and put a digital gift into your hands. Or your inbox, rather. Or your inbox. <laughs> so true. Well, church... Thank you so much for joining us today. I'm so excited. I'm ready to like move a whole mountain. Um, we have now three campuses. It is in Heights. Isn't that crazy? Amazing. We have Tenley Town, our online, our online campus, and now our dullest campus. God is doing incredible things here at Citizen Heights. We thank you for welcoming us into your home. Let's continue to talk about it. Share it with your friends about what God is doing here. Um, don't forget our pastors and our hosts are on the line because we want to pray with you right now. Click that link. We want to pray with you right now in real time. And until next week, church, we love you. Stay safe. Right. We'll see you soon. And we hope you're inspired. Let's keep running, church. Love y'all. Hasta luego. Ciao.